You are listening to the podcast To Be Single or Not To Be by Shanna Montana, a podcast where we talk about the single life, dating, and relationships so you can make a decision at the end of each episode to be single or not to be. So today's topic is no matter what, you will be okay. And I wanted to discuss this topic on the podcast because it is so important for us all to know that no matter what we go through in life, when it comes to those not so fun times, we really will be okay at the end of the day. And when we're going through those things that challenge us in life and especially relationships, we may sometimes feel like there is not a light at the end of the tunnel. But we are here today to tell you all from our experiences that it always is. It's just a work in progress and you have to be willing to do the work for yourself like you would for your partner. So now I want to introduce some guests that you've had, you've heard on the podcast before, some new, some old, um, that I know can add some value to the conversation. So we have one of our reoccurring guests here. If you want to introduce yourself. Yes, my name is senior <laughs> podcast friend, Crystal Jordan. <laughs> Up next, we have Dr. Grant. She's back in the building. And last but not least, we have a new guest, Miss Crystal. Say hello. Hello. So we do have two crystals in the building. We have two AKAs and two Deltas. You all tell me how this podcast goes. You know what? (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'll make sure I edit that out of the episode. You know? All right, so now to the business. On this podcast, you guys know we dive into all sides of relationships. The good, the bad, the ugly, all the above. So tell me, since we're talking about being okay, why do you guys think it is so important that we truly heal and get over our exes or get over our past situations before we move on to the next? And I ask a question that may seem obvious, like you need to get over it so you can, you know, be your whole self with the next person. But we don't do that. We don't. So Why do you all think it's important that we recognize that we have to heal from previous situations before we can show up as who we need to in our next one? Don't all go at once. I I believe that, um, I do believe that the certain, certain relationships and things that we, um, go through in life are for reasons and it helps us teach, like learn certain lessons that are necessary for our soul's evolution and for us to be able to, to really tap into our, our highest potential to like, you know, do our work here on earth. Right, right. I do believe that. So I believe that certain people come into our lives for that reason. Mm. And if you don't get the lesson the first time, okay, you don't want to heal. You don't want to face it. I tried to show you. Here's another one. Here we go. Let's do another one. Just keep showing up. Let's keep doing it. Let's keep doing it. But I think it's like, it's important because then you, sometimes if you don't let go of certain trauma and certain things from um, different relationships, then you bring it into the next situation. And maybe that situation could have been different, but you know, you kind of spoiled it a little bit because you mm. still have the same programming from the previous, same you know, situations. You still um, have this, you were still acting on the same things and reacting the same ways you used to instead of being like, okay, I learned in this last situation it didn't work out and that's not, you know, it doesn't help me communicate with people well. It doesn't help me connect with my partner or whatever right. well. So I'm not going to bring it into this next situation. Um, but I think it's important to do that because then you can really show up and be the best version of yourself so that person can really mirror you and be the best version of themselves and you can have a healthy, you know, union. Right, um, right. So. I agree. You said that same programming, because I know with the stage I'm in right now, um, that's important because we have this programming in our minds. I know I do that, you know, men are A, B, and C. 
And I feel like, you know, when I encounter a man, it could be a whole new man. I'm like, you're going to be just like A, B, and C. I already know. And then say if that person, because they're human, they do one thing that kind of makes me have a flashback from my previous relationship. And in my mind, it just clouds everything. So sometimes that lets me know that I still have to constantly do the work to remove that. Because if I don't, I'll, I'll keep my fault. I'll keep having the same experiences. Yeah. And sometimes that, sometimes you don't realize how much of that you still need to work on and sometimes it doesn't like you're not all the way healed even when you get into another situation but just the way that you move when, mm-hmm. when it comes up is different yeah because i saw this post the other day and i was saying like triggers are just showing you what else you need to heal mm. so it's not just like oh i'm getting triggered just because oh my god my anxiety my depression you know yeah, we always yeah, want to yeah. claim these things of our, as our you know crutch for everything but yeah. in reality it's like okay like, i'm being triggered for a reason okay why is this throwing my anxiety off a little bit let's yeah. let's process this for a second okay let me do something different than I did last time. Right. And so sometimes, you know, you don't realize that until you get into a new situation and you're like, ooh, ooh he just, he made me, you know, flash yeah, back yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Them things don't really go away. Right, but right. it's like, it, it threw me back there for a second. I'm like, okay, let me... Let me figure out how I can how I can do this differently. Maybe before I would just shut down, I wouldn't say anything and I just ghost you. you yeah. Know, now this time, let me tell you, you this is where you have me messed up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <It's clear. laughs> and yeah. I just want to let you know because maybe we can talk about it. Maybe we get to a different place. Yeah. That's happened this week for yeah. me, for yeah. sure. <laughs> that happened this week for me, and I was like, ooh, ooh, because Jade would really ghost you yeah. right now. But I'm gonna try oh, to do something different. Ooh, y'all don't even know. I just ooh. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to be an adult. I'm going to yeah. talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Do this differently. Do this differently. Let's do it differently. Yeah. I love it. What do y'all think? trigger gun down. I know, right? <laughs> right. But sometimes it's not like an always, you know, all healed thing. It just is a continuous process. A work in progress. Yeah. A right. constant thing. I totally agree. This week, as I was driving to work, I was listening to probably Sarah Jakes, and she was saying that, like, when we have to go through these tests and go through things again we have to get to the point to where we're like okay lord what's the lesson Mm -hmm. so that i could go ahead and pass this test and be done with this not keep reliving this so that i can move on to something else yeah Mm -hmm. amen (laughs) i'm looking right at you (laughs) i'm thinking um and i'm sorry i'm kind of caught off i'm thinking so in my mind i was just thinking about a, a quote that was Something that stuck with me being you change your playground, but you don't change your playmates. Being if you're on a playground and you got these friends, these vibes, these people that you're entertaining Mm -hmm. and you want another situation or another scenery or you want better or you realize, you know, you don't want this same scene. Well, you can't go to a different playground entertaining the same, I want to say spirits or personalities. Okay. So if you want to, if you want something new in life, you have to change not only your playground and your playmates. That may mean you have to change your just inner thinking and maybe what you desire. So that kind of was yeah. making me yeah. think about my situation. I was telling you about this guy versus that guy and what type of guy, you know, I'm looking for, but Sorry, I was just thinking about that when she was talking, so I wasn't ready. For no. <laughs> that's a, that's a part of like, changing your programming. Mm-hmm. You got to realize, like, hold on, okay, that didn't work. Maybe that's what I've seen growing up, but that ain't, that's clearly not working for me right now. Yeah. And <laughs> like, sometimes I think, too, when things are, when you keep getting static, I found a lot of times, I went, I guess this was part of my healing, I kept meeting the same person. I kept dealing with the same kind of person, just in different flesh. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. 
This is the same exact man. Why do mm-hmm. I keep signing up for this? Same playmate. Just a yeah, different it was a, Yeah, that's what it was. And then when I realized too. New relationship. I'm like, exactly. Just a different person with the same And it was giving me the same headaches, the same mm-hmm. terrible communication, mm-hmm. the same disregard for what I wanted, the same, all the negative things. And so that's when I realized like, hey, you got to stop. My thing was, I know at the time, just because it's packaged nicely. Does not mean that. It's some nice packages. Yeah, it's some nice packages. packages. And I kept signing up for the same package Mm -hmm. that looked nice. And it was like, Mm -hmm. they're not as as beautiful inside as they are outside. So I realized I had to to move on from that. But what do you guys think happens to us? Say if you're in a situation we're talking about the programming and we're Mm -hmm. trying to move forward and we understand you may get a new situation, not be 100% healed. But what happens when we get in situations and we just will not let the past go? A uh, ex hurt us. Uh, somebody did something wrong to us. What happens when we just are not able to let it go? It's baggage. It's increased baggage. Baggage. When I think about different just workshops and um, just training and teachable moments, especially when it comes about grief and hoarding anger and emotions and feelings, there's always been scenarios of like a person wearing a backpack. And if you put a brick in there, it's going to give you a, you know, a little tug going backwards. But if you constantly fill that backpack up with bricks on bricks on bricks, you know, it's going to get heavy. It's going to be heavy for you to maneuver. Your back may start aching. You know, you might start moving slower because you going got all backwards. this weight on you. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing emotional, you know, wise. If you're mm-hmm. in a relationship with someone, if you've been hurt, if you're angry, if you're upset, all of those things carry layers of baggage which in a sense can be like those bricks and if you're applying more baggage into your bag it's heavy to hold and if you if you go in a different direction or go into a new relationship and you're carrying that backpack wherever you go you carrying that weight so it just makes it harder for you it's harder it's hard to travel when you're carrying a load it's hard to be focused when you're carrying a load how can you be focused when your back aching when your feet hurting you know you can't focus. When, when you're not sleeping when you're not eating when you know you're not concentrating when you're not giving your body and your mind like the 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 best that it needs because you got all this extra stuff that's weighing you down yeah. so and you can't move forward like you, you can't want move to. forward you can't move forward when I think about love, even here recently this year, I've described, I've guess I've defined love as freedom for yeah. me. So if something is weighing me down and I'm holding on to something mm-hmm. that really it has nothing to do with my current situation or whatever, and it's preventing me from being free and to feel free. Yeah. Because that's what love is you not just feel you know right. Love is not just being crazy. Love is not all of these things that we've seen and been like put these messages that have been pushed to us about being obsessive mm-hmm. about something. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about just being free and feeling free to be one hundred percent the self that you want want to be and you know to really like be present and that's why I think the focus is I'm taking that as like being present because mm-hmm. then you can't be present in the moment because you yeah, think about you well dang you who oh, he hurt me like that yeah <laughs> but just like this is a great person that's like trying to make you smile make you laugh it's trying to be you know it's filled with soft moments and really beautiful things but I'm still hurting and I'm that's still the new person yeah, the new person exactly but you still got all you these still hurting yeah. so you can't be present in the moment and really ex- like mm-hmm. experience the process of being with that person, the getting to know that person exactly. And it may also go to sometimes you hear people now seem to brag about having trust issues. And you yeah. know, we talk about I talk about how I have this wall up, but you see online all the time, I know I got trust issues. People wear like a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. But I think that goes back to what there's what y'all are saying mm-hmm. that they're not letting go of some things in the past and doing the work right now. So it's like yeah. cut that out with the hashtag trust you know, I know I got trust issues, whatever they put out there, you know yeah. the young folks put on social media. Okay. But <laughs> 
But I think they need to recognize if you yeah. are a person that's sitting in that seat, okay, what do I got to do to move past this? So I want to pose this question. Have any of you ever personally found yourself to be bitter with an ex well over, well after the relationship was over? Why, Absolutely. why not? Absolutely. Um, and I guess I'll tell my story real briefly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in high school, um, I dated a guy. He was my high school sweetheart. My senior year, I ended up getting pregnant. Didn't know I was pregnant. Ended up having a, a topical pregnancy, which is where the child was growing in my fallopian tube. I had to have an emergency surgery. Got my right ovary and my right fallopian tube removed. I was super traumatized because at the time, I think I was 17. Um, my mom was a minister. I had I had love and support, but you know when you have that parent that's in the church and mm. has a certain expectation for you and you disappoint them that's a heavy weight so yeah. um going through that situation going through that surgery and then thereafter me and the gentleman broke up so it was very traumatizing for me to get over that situation uh, because I didn't feel like I had the resources the tool the support and just the education I had mentioned to the ladies previously that in high school I didn't have sex education so there were a lot of things I felt that not necessarily set me up for failure, but didn't necessarily help me to succeed right. in that aspect of dating and being so young. So, make, so long story short, um, I carried that baggage going forward. There were several guys that I dated. I remember one in particular broke my heart. I had a conversation with my mom, and she said some things to me that still resonates today she said well crystal maybe you're looking for the wrong type of guy or maybe you're dating the wrong people maybe you need to evaluate what you're looking for so with that being said there was this other gentleman that was strictly a friend me and him started a relationship and i started to think of him in a different way so i tried to you know pursue us a little bit and you know we were kind of moving in a positive direction started dating and i remember um there was a situation where we started talking about the future and marriage and he brought up kids and i was like well i don't want to have kids and he was like, well, you know, why not? So I explained to him the story about me in high school. And he convinced me to go to counseling. I went to counseling. And it was something that I felt like I needed. No one other than him had told me about this. Yeah. Or, you know, that this being an option to help relieve my emotions, my feelings. Um, because I held a lot of guilt. Yeah. Um, not only from the situation, but feeling like I was a bad daughter, you know, that I was stupid in a sense because we all, you know, been in them young relationships where we feel like we in love and we chasing this guy and you yeah. know, he's really not rece- he was off, he took somebody else to prom, you know, I'm still kinda limping. Yeah. Um, yeah. so it was it was traumatizing for me. Um, but I went to counseling and I kid you not every, every time I went to that session, I let out tears. And I remember the, the, the last session, um, I pulled up and I was in my car and I was just bawling, crying tears everywhere. And I hadn't even stepped in there yet, but I knew it was coming. Um, but when I say it was so powerful, it helped me to see the situation in a different light. Um, we did a lot of exercises that helped me heal, not only um, physically, but I think I was holding a lot of barriers on my body to where it helped me to open up and feel just free physically and mentally. It helped me to realize like, girl, you still the shit like you, in. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can move forward and you can get over this. And so I started doing some work on myself and eventually I got to a point where I said, okay, I think I want to have kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try this. And you know, life since then has been. So you got over the bitterness. I got. I got over. It took. It took a long time. Yeah. But I. I eventually got over it. 
I did. And I was angry with that ex for a really long time because you asked that question. Yeah. Um, His mom just had a 50th birthday and invited me. And she's always been Team Crystal. She came to my wedding, which yeah. wasn't to her son. Um, She came to my baby <laughs> shower, which wasn't the baby of her son. But she's always been Team Crystal and supporting me. So when I got the invite and the notification that she was having a 50th anniversary, I said, I'm going to go. Because she's always supported me. And I appreciate that yeah. from her. Because she was a support for me. Yeah. Um, well, she didn't have to be. And she, and she didn't have to be. And he was there. And, you know, we cordially laughed and talked and, you know, kind of did a small little catch up with each other. But there was times where I was super angry at him for abandoning me, leaving me, putting me in that situation. And when you um, was in it, I'm sure you, thought, you probably thought you would never be okay. I, I didn't think I didn't think I was capable of being loved by anyone because at that point I had a scar mm. to me that was embarrassing that was a disgrace like and then not only that I didn't feel handicapped because physically I'm able to move around my day you know I don't look like a person that's unhealthy but to know that I only have one ovary and one fallopian tube mm-hmm. and someone put me in that situation and not to put it all on him because right. I was a little fast and horny too back then so <laughs> not to put it all on him but I'm the one who's missing something that has the scar. He moved on with his life. So I felt like that was baggage. How am I going to tell the next guy that I'm dating where the scar came from? Or how would I tell my future husband, you know, there's a possibility that I may not be able to have kids because I only have one ovary and one fallopian tube. So the chances for me to have a kid is a little less, you know... Likely. Likely that I would versus somebody else. So, those are things that consciously kept weighing on me, you know, and it it just kept bringing down guilt. But I got over it. I did. And life is good. Yeah. You work through and that's what it's about. Yeah. So, have you all experienced anything like that with an ex? I would say I I deal with a situation ship. I mean. No, literally. No, no. I It is not a laughing matter, people. Roll boat. <laughs> Situationship. I'm very. I'm gonna let y'all go. Y'all wanna... I think that in a relationship that um, I was in, and I guess I'll just this is the other crystal. I'll just tell um, a portion of mine. I was in a situation where a situationship, mm-hmm. and I end up getting pregnant, and then. Um, but this guy was in a relationship, which I didn't know at first, but then I found out, but then I was already pregnant, and then the other girl was pregnant, so we both had kids that are um, really close in age, two weeks apart, <clears throat> and I thought that, you know, nothing was going to be okay, nobody was going to want me with with a child, um, and then I got in another relationship, and he was there, he was there for my daughter, and there for me, and everything was working well, but then that also ended with us having children that are similar in age, close in age. And I just thought that the only way that I was going to get out of that at first was to be like so angry because I was going through the grief steps and I was so angry and I was a little bitter at the beginning and I just wanted the both of them to just hurt Yes, because I was hurt and I was like... I don't care if they lose their job, if yeah. they go back to jail. I don't care what they do. Just, I just <laughs> they need lose them a foot. to yeah. be hurt, hurt. because like, I'm they hurting. hurt me. So yeah. this isn't fair. Like, they got to hurt. Like, oh, just hurt. And I was, I was bitter, but I was mad, and I was hurt, and I was angry. And then when I started to begin to really want to heal and really want things to be different in my life, 
for my next um, relationship and for my future husband, I then started to realize that God was not pleased with me wanting them to hurt in that way. Mm. And like me wanting to see them be hurt. And um, it's like God's not going to bless you. When you're wishing bad on somebody, even though, yes, they did some very hurtful things, but like God's not going to bless you because you're wishing bad on them in which we know he's in control of all. And if something's going to happen, it's going to happen to them or whatever the case may be. And then it doesn't allow you to operate at your highest or to, you know, to vibrate higher when you really are wanting somebody else to hurt. To hurt. hurt. But I'm so going to put a like, pin right there in what you're saying okay. so we can dive into that because okay. that is so true about the hurt because in every situation where I felt like somebody had did me wrong, in my mind, I'm like, I need for you to hurt, feel exactly and what I I'm feeling. And I need to see it. Yeah, I want, I want proof. Yeah, like, I, I want to see it in action. <laughs> I want to see you. Okay. you I want to see you cry. <laughs> Cry now. I want to see you. I want to see you in your bed for days. I want to see you suffering the way that I did. And it was almost like I was in situations where it's like, I feel like I'm not going to move past this until this Negro is, is ma- until he get it. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> he is as jacked up as I am right now. But then you have to realize like shit is not about to go like this. Right. Like, you, you have to wake up at some point to say like, I got to some way, somehow figure out how to move past this hurt stage because mm-hmm. some people sit in that hurt stage forever mm-hmm. and never come out of it. So yeah. you can carry on, but I wanted to point out that that hurt stage is real and yeah. it's hard to move it past is. it. It definitely is. And I think just going back to <clears throat> when we were talking about like it holding you back from your next situation, the visual that I see is like going, trying to go up a hill. And when you get in a new relationship, sometimes it's, you have a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. So you're running and you're running and it's good and it's good. But then eventually you get to that place where you fall back down. Yeah. You fall back down the hill because you haven't fully dealt with what was going on and with all that hurt. Rather it be, yes, I'm with this new person, but I still want that nigga to hurt over there. Yeah, look, like, yeah. I don't care what y'all talking Take about. about right. He need to hurt or whatever it is until you get to that space where it's like really a mindset change of, okay, his hurt. Like, I can't be sitting in the mess of if he's going to get hurt or not because that may be something that I never see. see he yeah. may be hurting. Yeah, right now, he may be know. hurting, yeah. Right, and I don't know Maybe what hurt looks negative. like. Yeah. Right, <laughs> and I just don't really know what his hurt is. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if I don't see it because I can't really worry about... Yeah. I can't really worry about that because right. at the end of the day, I have to move forward. I have to do the steps and put in the work so that I can do better. So... I think once we get a mindset change to want to like let that go, yeah, then we can vibrate higher and be our best self yeah. in Moving our next forward. relationship. Yeah. It just takes you getting in that headspace, like okay, I'm gonna let this let this be where it is. I can't, I can't, can't worry, worry about, about it. it. What you just <laughs> said, account. It may be things we, that our eyes will never see. And even right. with yeah, going exactly. forward with the new relationship, I think sometimes we get paranoid about situations that may have encountered or we might have, you know, been a victim of or had emotions. It's always good to have judgment, you know, good judgment calls and just good discernment about people's situations. You don't never want to be in a, a situation where it's redundant or hopefully you didn't, hopefully you did learn from it to where, you know, you're not 
going through it again. Going through it again. Not signing up for the um, same shit twice. Yeah. Not every person is deceitful. Whereas if we're paranoid, you know, like mm-hmm. for me, every guy that wanted to date me, I was like, well, I don't want kids. If they got too chummy about wanting to have kids, he wasn't the one for me. Yeah. I would cut him off. I would move on. Yeah. You know, in my mind, I was like, man, I might have to date somebody that's about, let me give it an odd number, maybe about 17 years older than me. I already got kids. <laughs> you know, I already stable. Somebody who wants to skip over that chapter because for me, that's not something that I want. Like At the time, you just thought it, that wasn't the direction you were going It was scary for me. I didn't think... Even if I did get pregnant, the emotional, like, just trauma, trauma, I I didn't think I could do it again. And being that I did it alone, I don't want to be in that situation. You know, I have friends and people who, unfortunately, are in situations where they're single parents. Yeah. I just didn't want to do it. So, um, it was a paranoid feeling for me to meet somebody and for them to, you know, try to get close or to bring up the topic. It would make me uncomfortable and I would get nervous, paranoid, anxiety. Mm-hmm. I get psycho in the head, you know, a lot of different well, emotions. Just, I just out. shut it down. All of that. I just, it wasn't for me, but. Now tell me this, since we are talking about, you know, shutting stuff down when you don't think that it is for me, for you. And I read this a lot, you know, both sides of the coin. Do you guys think closure is real? And if it is real, who is it for? I think that closure, just because I feel like I was just on this journey like since this summer that oh my god I, I need to have closure from this and and I need to like be okay with whatever choices is making this is with the guy that I had a child with um like I need closure and I and what would you say I need closure in your mind what was closure for in you? my mind closure was like for me it was like being okay with the fact that okay we're not in a relationship but that we because we have a child so we have to co-parent but that we can co-parent peacefully mm-hmm. and it's not like bringing up all this stuff but yes for him to acknowledge and apologize what happened or what part he played Play. in it like yeah, yes okay this is what happened yeah. i'm fully aware mm-hmm. i wronged <clears throat> you in this way i'm sorry yeah and like for us to move forward and so I was seeking this closure and I had written it in the sand when I went to the Bahamas and all of these things. And I was like, it rained in the Bahamas. And I was like, God heard me. Like, yeah. I'm, it's done. I wrote it down. He washed it away. Wait, it's done. <laughs> and then I got so back magical. and it wasn't done. I was, was like, it? God, what happened? And like, it was raining and everything. Like, it, it was real. But it was like, no, like, this, this is the beginning of it. But there's just so much more work than just if you thought that's how the the book was going right, to close, right. it's not. It's still a journey of, like um, she said earlier, about triggers. What about this situation is even triggering you to where you're like, I just want to be done with this and I want to be have closure. But then also with having kids, how can you really ever close that chapter you when can't. I got to right. see you? Yeah. I got to yeah. deal yeah. with you. So it's like, yeah. right. People so think it just stops at 18. No, no like it's, it's still forever. Lives. I got to deal <laughs> with you. Do you know how irritating that you're my mom right now? Yes, my daddy. It's forever. I think like the true closure will come within yourself of closing that experience. Yeah. Closing that relationship and what happened or how it wronged you. But like, if you have kids, I'm speaking on with kids with somebody, yeah. there's no closure to that. Like, and, you, and I think sometimes that's when you wind up, unfortunately, sometimes with parents on either side that are just bitter and it's a terrible situation of co-parenting because yeah. they were wanting that closure. And it's like, 
Sis, even if he was to say, I'm sorry, X, Y, Z, you still got to look at his ass. Period. And it may make something rise up again every time I see him. It's not like when you don't have kids. I could never, ever see you again. Yeah. You go off into the abyss and it's nothing. So did you ever, do you feel like you got closure from that? You know, outside of like, it is no closure because you have children. But did you ever get like the apology that you wanted? I would say I got some apologies, but they weren't the apologies that I wanted. Uh. It was just like, I mean, I said I was sorry. I mean, this, I did the worst clothes. Right. The, but the it's worst. like, but you really did. Like, we didn't sit down because I want us to sit down and have a conversation. Talk about like, everything. Clearly, let's just put it all on the table. And then sometimes it's like, but for what reason? Because even after the, the conversation's day, done, what are we going to yeah. do with right. this? Right. At the it end of the day, it won't change, it won't change any circumstances. Exactly. Yes, and it may, some things that he may say may, like, make me feel even worse. Yeah. Or, once like, the real truth up, comes out. It's just like, at the end of the day, if it ended, it ended and we in our situation have to raise this child so how can we be our best at that like let's just focus our energy on that right and i think for me it has gotten to a point where as far as the relationship because you know like when you're in a relationship with somebody and you're like oh my god i'm so crazy i'm head over heels like i'm so in it's, love. I'm so in love. And yeah. then when you get out of that relationship with them, you start realizing, like, ew, yeah. like, yeah. I was crazy about <laughs> this. Right. This nigga right here. Like, gross. That's what I want. You be looking at pictures like, man, that nigga really ugly. Right. Like, <laughs> like, what? So why, I, I, why y'all ain't tell me? Call your friends. Why y'all ain't tell me? They like, 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 bitch, we did tell you. You did not want to hear what we were saying. So I think for me, I think for me, I'm there because I'm like ill. Like I was, I had a kid with you, and like yeah. I was in love. Like you got to go marry you. you what like, was I thinking? <laughs> like my thinking cap was not on. What happened? <laughs> like I was drunk the whole time. Or I, something. I don't you. know, but I, I get it. But I think that's really when you. And, you know, some people may shoot bad to differ, but I think when you really, like, wake up and you see the person, like, when they stripped of everything yeah, you and like, you see who they are, you're like, that's not it. Because I literally look back at some exes or even people from situationships, and I'm like, and I even, it's crazy when you have people, you're like, yeah, I used to date so-and-so, and people are like, what? Like, yeah. you you dated that? Yeah, I, bad time in my life, <laughs> Don't judge me. Right. Yeah, dog I, head no yeah. judge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just needed somebody <laughs> trying to figure it out, you know. Exactly. So we all have but, those experiences. Yeah. I definitely agree with what you said about closure. Even coming from like someone that doesn't have children and you know is single, I, I definitely I've had multiple relationships where they've been very toxic and this the number of things. But there was one. <laughs> Whew, there was one, and that was one of the ones afterwards, and I was like, oh, yeah. God, I, why, am I why did I, Ugh. y'all yeah. should see that face. Because right? <laughs> I, I really look back like, this is terrible. But no, um, even with like that relationship, we did have a situation, because he, he, he was like deployed or something, and so we did, um, we broke up at one point, and then I had to go through my whole process, it was a whole thing, um, and then after um, after he got back, it was like months later, um, he went to meet up and sit down and like talk to me, so he was like a apologizing to me and stuff and I was just it just didn't and first of all it just didn't touch me like yeah. it just didn't it went nowhere <laughs> it, went it was nowhere. like a, it was just okay yeah what was that for but then I realized you know when I was like in the process of trying to heal myself and not going into a lot of like negative habits and stuff I realized you know that really people apologizing to you is only for them mm. it's not really for you yeah you know what I'm saying I expect you to like show changed actions you know if you really yeah. need it and you say these things okay all right I really don't care when people apologize to you right personally. right and so it's just like okay but are you gonna be <laughs> are you gonna be different like are you yeah. you know are you gonna move different how you know so when we were talking Change it was good 
actions. to you know, hear his side of it and so he could hear me. But then I was just like, what is the point of this? Like, I don't want anything with you or for, like, there's no point. So I don't, that's I got you know, my closure yeah. myself. Once you, just, that's <laughs> so you know, you have truly have your own closure. Exactly. And it's like, sir, you can say whatever you want. I'm pro- I didn't even hear it. You sound like, what's it, Charlie Brown, like right. Snoopy. I'm right. not even hearing it nothing. Even po- it was pointless. You could have kept that. That's how I, I know. Because with exes, I literally that. have been dealing with maybe trying to, you know, inch back in, creep back in, still want to talk to you. And when I get to the point, like, I feel nothing when I hear from you. And I don't care what you're saying or what you promised to do. That's when I know I moved on because right. I dealt with someone that it was the same way. I wanted this apology, but I wanted to, it to be full and say all these things. And I, I'm a person, I used to say my new love language is gifts. I just added that to the top of my list. So that ain't really what the test said, but that's what I'm going by. <laughs> and I used to be like, well, I need you to show up with flowers, a Hallmark card, some chocolate. And I'm thinking like, if this nigga really show up with all this, I'm probably going to throw it at him, throw it in the trash. I'm going to do something real trifling with it anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's not really what you wanted. But you, you have to, I realized that I had to work through it myself without them even being involved. Right. Asked, and it takes time. It, it does. Yeah. It really does. It Another really. thing that I realized, like, okay, I'm over this situation. I'm, like, not bitter. It's because I was so wrapped up in, like, what would trigger him or what would make him angry. And so mm. I would kind of, like, tiptoe around things or just maybe not even just be myself because yeah. he's not going to like that or he may say something. or I, I don't him. care what. Yeah, it may upset him. But now... I'm just like, who cares? It's yeah. like fearless. With yeah. I, I don't care if this upsets you or hurts your feelings or if I say your name the wrong way because, yeah. you you know, whatever it is, I don't care because that that's not important to, to me. me. It's to make you be super, super comfortable or yeah. super, super happy. Like your comfortability that, is not number one on my list. Right. I don't care about that. And that's, that's when they know it's a good sign. Oh, you really dumb with somebody. I always say, you start being real, like disrespectful too. Yes. Like I don't say any fucking thing. Like, and that's how like I are you just going to say this to me? Yeah. Like, I don't even care how you're going to react, right. what you're going to do. And you get to a point where you just hold yourself in that high regard like after yeah. dealing with a situation and I also believe like people when people show you who they are like really? it's taking yeah. my mom has the gift of discernment there's yeah. just something that she's always ain't never been a person that I have like let my mom meet and it's not even like I've met my mom meet very few men but actually like my friends and people yeah. like that she always like Mm-mm, you need to watch her mm-hmm. you need to do this ain't, spirit ain't she ain't right. never been <laughs> wrong no, she ain't never. never been wrong ever and so you know I've learned to like really pick up on that within myself mm-hmm. and so like after like that situation because he used to try to say like all kinds of stuff to me and just like really emotionally manipulated me a lot um and when I stepped out of that I didn't realize how bad it was yeah. I didn't realize how like toxic it had been and I was like hold on wait yeah. we're, we gotta do something <laughs> this is something else. so when he did come back when we had this whole conversation we tried to be quote-unquote friends and it wasn't like I at this point I didn't even want nothing like romantic or sexual or anything with yeah. him I was like we could be cool like that's cool you know whatever and he would try he would try me of so of course you know we hang out he's like oh you want to stay have some wine I'm like sure I'll drink your wine but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm leaving <laughs> exactly I don't know what you're gonna have in 20 minutes yeah exactly right and so it would be situations you know like that and you know he would be like trying you know trying to do little stuff or whatever and i'm just like bro i see who you are now yeah. i have no desire i don't at all to. you're gross yeah. <laughs> was like, you're gross because i see the type of person that you are i see all the trauma and stuff that you haven't healed from and i don't want to be a part of it because i don't work too hard on this piece over yeah. here so you're not about to come over here and bring me that but, but you can keep toxicity you can here. keep trying if you want to but it's or, not or you can direct nowhere. that energy somewhere else exactly and i think he it. did and then he had a kid it was like great good for yeah you. carry on you i hope it works out with y'all i know Please. So now I know it can be easier said than done, but 
how can a person actually trust that they will be okay if they find themselves in a situation where they have to say leave a relationship, they have to do the breaking up with somebody or they've been broken up with or just if they're in a toxic situation, you know, because I think the hardest part is, and from my experience, I had to go through a breakup, but I was the one who was going to do the breaking up and I had to decide in my mind. But we know a lot of times as women, we'll break up with a person before we do it months ahead of time. We plan things mm -hmm. out. We're strategic. So I'm just staying with you because Christmas coming up and I want my gift. Yeah, look, know. you know, whatever the case may be, whatever January the circumstances 3rd. are. <laughs> so, but how can a person trust that they are going to be okay? if they pull the trigger to do whatever it is they need to do? Um, I would say that you always have to think about um, all the things that you've been through in your life that you didn't think you were going to be okay from and then you're here. You know mm. what I mean? It's like, and that's the thing. I think it's, it, I mean, heartbreak sucks and stuff, but once you have one, like another one is just like, okay. And uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> like, okay, it hurts. Feel that it, it hurts. It's terrible, but it's still like, okay, it's what, it, you know, it's, it, it's going to be okay. But, I think it also comes with, um, you know, just realizing that things are a lesson. So if you really choose to just shift your perspective in the situation and be like, okay, may, if I didn't find out that he was this way, then I would have been in a marriage with somebody right. and it would have been terrible. Like, yes. let me see the, the silver lining in that. Let yeah. me see, you that know, I didn't what, go that, that far. I didn't go that far, that I got, you know, that I got what I needed from that situation. And clearly, you know, I was asking to be brought out because there's a lot of times, even when I've noticed it myself, when it comes to like dealing with relationships and stuff with people it's like i'll be doing a lot of spiritual work on myself and stuff and so i'll be like you know trying to really like you know work with god to create certain things in my life and manifest certain things in my life and then um then people started just dropping like flies yeah. whether it is like a boyfriend or this and that yeah or just a friend or somebody yeah, hang their own self. exactly right mm -hmm. and so you're like hold on what is going on and i'm like but wait I asked for this. this. I asked for You I, didn't know I, how it was going to show up. Right. I said, I wanted to clear out these things that was holding me back, you know. And so then I realized, okay, I'm going to be okay. Like, yeah. And then I also just think about different things that I've just been through in my life. Stuff that had nothing to do with relationships. That was just, you know, my, me and, you know, my family or me and, you know, me going through different things with my mental health or stuff like that. And I'm like... What girl, you know been through, through a lot. You know been through you a can lot. Do this. Right. You but if you will win. have your moments where you break and you will have your moments where you you know, you feel like you can't keep going and you have those moments where you like okay. you know, you yeah. have you I'm will. Over. Read that question again. It said, How can you actually trust that you will be okay if you find yourself in a situation that's toxic or whether it's you had to leave a relationship, a breakup, be broken up with, how do you know you're gonna be okay? So my advice is for self-awareness and self-love. When you get to a point where you know your worth, mm -hmm. you know who you mm -hmm. are as a person, you know what you deserve as a person, it makes some of the other tests and some of the other bullshit that might, you know, come in life, it makes it easier for you to kind of filter through stuff and people that you don't want. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, if you have that perception, you can weed out some of the the issues that you know people may bring and you won't have those tasks to go through Until or those work. situations to have to go through but if <clears throat> if you do get in a situation to where it's becoming toxic or whatever the the, the outcome is i feel like if you know your self-worth key you're gonna always be okay so for me yeah. like the guy that I told y'all about that I dated in college that told me to go to the, the therapist and all of that, I just knew me and him was going to be together. Yeah. Like, the, the whole thought of me giving him energy, trying to work on a relationship with him, I put that energy into him. And to come to find out, he disappeared on me. I didn't know where he went. 
was reaching back out to him and then a while later he popped back up and he told me he was married mm. and i was like you married like what was a while later how long about how long mm, he went missing probably about four months and came back with a wife and popped up mm-hmm. and was like i got something to tell you <laughs> and that? i was thinking he either gay he got a kid <laughs> I don't know, just something random. You didn't think but it was never be that. he was gay. I mean, not never that he was married. I'm sorry, never that he was married because we spent so much time together. Like, how do you? How can you hide a whole other wife? Like, when this happened? Where was I at? But um, she, you, whoever's both of y'all side chick, whatever, she probably might not have been requiring a lot. Well, that's true. But even with that, the wife reached out to me and she had one of them voices like. I know you know who I am, so let's Barbara, just. This is Shirley. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know who you are, because to be honest, I just found out that there is a you. So you know, let's not get this shit twisted. Yeah. Because he's been chasing me. He's uh-huh. always chased me. Let's be clear. So let's be very clear. Uh-huh. Um, and with that being said, I kind of knew my self worth, and I knew what I wanted right. and what I deserved, even though the hurt was still there. Yeah. That was like what um. She mentioned, you know, you may go through it in a sense. Hold on, I'm losing my train of thought. You may go through it, but um, I knew I was going to be okay. Because, because you knew your worth. I knew my worth. Now, oh, I was going to say because he showed the person that he was. He showed his card. So if you yeah. can do that to your wife or if you can be this deceitful to where you're in a full-blown relationship with me, calling me, sleeping with me, giving me energy, it's like I dodged the bullet. So exactly. you can have him. Exactly. So yeah. to me, it's like I know my worth. Yeah. So both yeah. of y'all can, you know, kick rocks kick with rocks. y'all shenanigans. Even though it hurts. I'm going to get over this. Right. Yeah. And in hindsight, that was then. And I've gotten over it. And if I was to compare him to what I got now, I would be a fool to, to have, to have settled for that settled situation. For yeah. mm-hmm. Not knowing what God had planned and prepared for me. Right. Yeah. Because it's so much better. And I definitely agree with that. Even when it, even when I was talking about, you know, that situation when he came back and then, you know, he would try it, it he, now and then. If that... When if I hadn't spent time working on myself and working mm-hmm. on self love, self care, working on my you know all these different things, I probably would have just been like, okay. real vulnerable, right? Exactly. Yeah, or did not even just that. Just being like, oh, okay, I, I got somebody, I right? I got somebody. And let me just settle. But then I had gotten to a place where I was like, think, are you kidding? You don't even deserve to smell yeah, my me. shit, right? Okay, <laughs> like you don't even deserve we to even look at it, right? Okay, you don't deserve to even breathe my the same air I'm breathing. Hello, you we don't get even comfortable and vulnerable with the people that are familiar, familiar not knowing what the future can hold yeah. if you don't know your own value you don't worth know your own value and haven't worth. done the work you have to do it because that's why now I feel when I do have exes because you know sorry, a lot of exes when you sing they don't never want to go away and they want to come back around and it's like I'm very clear I, we have nothing to talk about nothing even if it was six months ago, it was a different conversation. Now I know my value. And they say, mm-hmm. one, when a woman's fed up and when a woman knows her worth, mm-hmm. it's nothing, nothing you can you do can say. or yeah. say. And right. it might still hurt. It may yeah. still hurt. Yeah. The hurt may I'm never. I'm hurt at home by my damn self. But it will be so much better <laughs> with, with the hurt, knowing like your value and just keeping an outline of what you deserve, what you know you're going to get. You know, yeah. it'll hurt, but... It's gonna feel so much better when you when you get to reaching all those goals and God yeah. gives you all those things. You are gonna look back and laugh like how y'all mm-hmm. doing now with these exes 
I think that sometimes like as you guys have said of course the self care and self love but like actually taking that time to do some personal development like daily mm-hmm. and when you wake up you just have to remember like today is a gift and I have survived 100% of like the worst days Thanks. of my life yes. right? and like it, even if it's not like she said relationship um, it could be life. life. It could be a par- a illness, a sickness, whatever. I've survived a hundred percent of those days. Screaming I can definitely here. survive this day mm-hmm. too. And then Better I just want to leave you with a quote with that too, is that nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. So if you don't do the work to change your circumstances, change your mindset, change your perception of this relationship and the people that you've been dating, nothing changes if nothing changes. So very true. And same something else that I, place. that's related to that I was reading earlier, it says that this one person in talking about you know being okay um he said i know as a person he was speaking about himself he said i know that i crave certainty but that control is an illusion and that stood out to me because i think in life especially i would say as a single person we sometimes want to know like okay this next one's gonna be it we're gonna get it right he's gonna do x y z we want to control it and get it right there and so i think sometimes that's why we don't know our worth when that x comes back around or somebody new we latch on to it because we want what we want if we if that's where we are wanting a relationship. But I feel like control really is an illusion because we are not in control of any of this. But what you said about we've survived 100% of our worst days. If you can survive, if you think, if you're listening to this, you think about maybe one of the worst days of your life. I'm sure we all can put that in our mind. And you got past that. You have to know that when it comes to relationships, you're dealing with another human. And when you put perspective on it, when we think about a breakup and say a death in the family, they don't even compare. But when you're going through it, it feels like a piece of you is dying. Yeah, which it's a grief. It is phase. a grief. And yeah. as they say, it is it's almost like dealing with the lo- death. Losing something. Yeah, losing. It's almost like losing a loved one chemically when you do go through that. So it's mm-hmm. not to discount it like it's not real, especially if it's like a divorce, you've been married, whatever the case may be. But you still have to know that you are going to be okay through all of that. So another part of it is I think sometimes we have to embrace the surprise of life that... You roll the dice and all this shit. You know, relationships, that's what they are. It don't matter if you're single, you're dating, you're married, whatever. Every day you wake up and roll the dice and you hope that, was it, 7-Eleven? What you trying to hit? Look, I should know this no better my family. Uh, look, whatever. You're trying to hit whatever it is that you need to hit in order to stay in it. So I think that ultimately we just have to know we cannot control everything. And we cannot... Um, we cannot count on life going exactly how we want to, mm-hmm. but we still have to know that we'll be okay. So, what do you think about this? this let, me, some- let me just say something before you move there. Um, that I went to, to this church and the pastor was like talking about moving on and getting past situations. And then like you just mentioned with death, when somebody dies, like they're not... Here. physically here they're not fit they're not coming back to us like i can't go call you and i can't go see you yeah. but if somebody ends a relationship with us like there are other people that i can talk to or interact with and they may come back and he was like specifically he was sitting with his grandma and his aunt and they were talking about and like they were really boohoo crying and like oh my god this person has died and he was like yeah i totally understand and you know everybody said he's like i'm about to go to popeyes like i'm about to go get some chicken <laughs> and so in the midst of them like boohoo crying like oh my god they like you know bring me a thigh yeah, look, bring yeah. me a wing and he's like but y'all was just crying but we gotta eat yeah, look, so like even in the end of a relationship like i still gotta eat yeah so i still gotta get this together right. get up put my big girl panties on and i still gotta do what i gotta do because yeah. even if de- if 
in death, if life goes on, at the end of a relationship, life goes on. It goes on. Oh. Don't stop. It, I got it. Don't stop. No show. <laughs> it goes and on. And I like the Lizzo song. Sorry, I know you got no. You fine. I love that song because I think Which it's empowering. It's True the one. Hearts. Could have had a Check my nails. How you feeling, girl? I'm feeling good as hell. Yeah, yeah I like that song. I just feel like that. That's another example <laughs> yeah, of encouragement, encouragement, and reassuring yourself. Mm-hmm. Like whatever it takes to get you out of that funk, to help you cross over that bridge of the grief. Like whatever. I remember watching um Gabrielle Union show, and she had all them post-it notes. And she oh, had them yeah. all over her. Being uh, Mary Jane. I used to always be like, please don't let me wind up like being Mary Jane. Yeah, but that was her coping skills. That was something <laughs> that she had to Posting put in place. Posting notes great job, great, great this, Mary no Mary. man. No man. But look, <laughs> she, look, but she had options too, though. They she, was fucked up options. But she was were. fucked up too. That's why I said, don't up. let me wind up. <laughs> but she was working on herself. This is true. Her and she had those post-it notes that kind of helped to motivate her. Yeah. But that was mm. that is chill. a way to like constantly remind yourself of who you are. You are the worst because a lot of these people that we've dated have left some stuff in us, these scars in our subconscious that we don't even know we even thinking about or dealing with. Whether it be oh you too big, you did whatever right. it is. So we have to exactly. remind ourselves in some kind of way that no, I'm not what they said I yeah. am. It's a scar. Like I'm not the lie they told about my me. cut. Right. It was hurtful. It happened. I know it's there. There's a scar. So there's something that always gives me the the remembrance or a reminder that it was there so we have scars that people in situations have left on us but we got to figure out a way to motivate ourselves to keep it push pushing because at the end it's gonna be okay always and on that note we'll be right back with the living single segment All right, so this brings us to the living single segment of the podcast. I'm going to read a message that I got from a listener, and we are going to all answer it based on what we would do. So this one says, my boyfriend and I have been together for two years, and this year I think he forgot my birthday. We don't live in the same city, but we communicated the entire day on my birthday via phone and text message. And I was waiting for him to acknowledge it, and he never did. What? (laughs) The next day came, and he still did not mention it. Girl, right bye. now, we are weak past it, and I am mm. furious. What should I do? So, Crystal, what do you think? Pastor Chris Senior, senior. Crystal, what he do? missed the whole senior day. Podcast. You didn't talk senior to him the whole day. Yeah, the senior, the senior, the senior podcast. Uh, <laughs> so, it's a whole day that y'all talk, and a whole week that came by. If he didn't do like the the doorbell ring with the Amazon box and pop out of it as a surprise, <laughs> then yeah, he didn't forget. I mm. so what would you do? What would I do? I would probably get a bomb light and take some good photos. I do my makeup real good, make sure my edges is laid. I call all my girlfriends. We gonna go out have fun, and then when I do talk back to him. I'm going to tell him about all these gifts and drinks and um, all this money. I would go cash out my whole bank account and like what? send it on my shirt. <laughs> and I would take a picture of all this money I got. I don't know. But I, I wouldn't make it seem like I skipped the beat. Um, well, I'm going to tell you this. If you're not going to make it seem like you skipped the beat, I'm going to just say, sis, you probably the side chick. He skipped the beat. Because, okay. Yeah, he, yeah, but I'm going to be skipping it with yeah, somebody else. He didn't remember. <laughs> he's skipping it with somebody else. Yeah. I think, yeah, he had another relationship. He didn't remember because 
it wasn't important. Mm-hmm. Like, he just, he didn't send you nothing. He didn't do nothing. That's nothing. because he was putting his energy somewhere else. And it's clear. He, he worked, like, three jobs. Like, this he live out of town. We going to tell you, sis, you need to do some investigating. Start digging in social media. Start digging <laughs> yeah. in Google. Start digging Start whatever. Popping Start, Start popping up. Start popping up. Yeah, do that. You may find <laughs> out. Right I don't yeah. know about popping up. <laughs> She, this one do not pop up. Yeah, I don't know about popping up. You but if, you they, if up. you've been in a relationship with somebody for two, two years. years, you shouldn't have to make no excuse to surprise somebody. You should leave. He should know your birthday. He should know at least a month and start asking you. Okay, what is, what day is two years? Yeah. He or should know the day because one of at least one of them came depending on when the start date. I'm gonna be. On the job in the employee. Well, the to be single or not to be podcast is not condoning you popping up. Do not pop up. That's (laughs) what a construction hat on, undercover. With a So the consensus is either you can get online on social media, make it look like you um, are having a time in your life, even though your birthday's gone already. So just make it look like you, you know, you still fine. You gotta make it look like somebody else made you feel special and you had the time of your life. Oh Go to the club, find somebody that you know that look like they well put together. That's them, too put they much. Put their arm around you and take a picture. It's too much not to remember my birthday. Yeah. I would. I mean, I would definitely say something. I would be like, you know, you know, my birthday was a week ago. Right. right. Like, I like, definitely oh, would so say you, something. So, and, and then yeah, maybe what? move differently. <laughs> so what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then at that point, it's like, okay, so I see that I am not a part of your priority. But you need yeah. to say that I in person. That you need to pop up and say that in person. We don't need to pop up. She's supposed to be having a conversation FaceTime, yeah. FaceTime that nigga. Okay, so I see that I'm not a priority for yeah, you. Clearly. I see that. So I'm going to make sure that I adjust my priority. Right, and that, you know, Because I don't have time. Because I care about your things. I expect the person that I'm with or whatever to care about what I got going on or do right. whatever. Especially my birthday. Yeah, it's my, my birthday. birthday. It's like that's my a holiday. Here. Like, come on. So you know, okay. Yeah, I, I think so it's definitely. Move a little differently. So I agree. I think that you know whether you choose to pop up or not is on you, not us. But I think the conversation me, definitely. <laughs> You definitely have to have the conversation with him know that it's clear I'm not a priority. So we're gonna take this gonna take this um gonna take this title off of here, you know, this boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. Clearly I'm not that. Um, right. and we're just both gonna move differently. So Yeah. And if I, that don't work out, sis, if you try to run games, leave them. Right. I say move differently. Yeah, move differently. Change your energy right now. You got to. And if you have a question for us in the future, please send it to Instagram, Shannon Montana. No, actually, Instagram to be single or not to be is our new Instagram page. Or Facebook, you can inbox Shannon Montana. And we'll be right back with the second part of this episode. All right, so we are back. And what we want to go into, since we are talking about going through situations and for, you know, no matter what, you are going to be okay. Um, one of the crystals is going to share something that she recently posted on Facebook that really just resonated with so many people and myself. And that's what prompted me to ask her to come on the podcast to share her story. So she is going to read that and then we'll continue the conversation around it. Okay, guys. So I was, I posted this with a picture of me in a wedding dress um, as one of my flashback memories. And it just says from the year 2015, around this time, life had me engaged and ready to become a wife. I was literally just one day free of the aftermath of leaving my anxiety meds in Nashville. I was um, in Arkansas trying to say yes to the dress and have that magical moment with my mom. I had no idea that I left my meds and no idea how sick I would be as a result. 
My body went through withdrawals that I could only describe as what I have seen on TV with heroin addicts. My mom was worried, I was panicked, and my dad was prayerful. I finally got meds and started to feel better, and I found my dream dress. I was so worried about the things that I couldn't control in that season that it was silently killing me from the inside out. And so from this day on, I knew I had work to do. So my growth moment, year 2019, I'm not married, but I'm okay. I don't take those meds and I'm okay. I was anxious and depressed, but I'm okay. So the moral of my story here was that whatever life throws at you, you will be okay too. If you take some time to take care of yourself, begin your journey to better your mental health because it matters to someone if you are not okay. It absolutely does. And I love that. So what led you? She was crying. <laughs> what led you to be okay? Because that's a lot, what you read. To go from 20 to 2015 in uh-huh. your wedding dress and now not in one, not married. I the think, plan did not go as you thought. Yeah, it definitely didn't at all go how <clears throat> how I wanted it to, how I envisioned it. But once I started to realize that my plans, my plans are not God's plans. Like his plans are so much greater for me than what I could ever think of. And I just really had to start doing the work on my mental health before just focusing on that relationship because it all just went together because in my relationship with being anxious and being depressed and things like that he didn't fully understand what was going on and I couldn't really like tell him because I don't really know I'm just going through it I'm just in the middle of it would you say the relationship was causing the anxiousness and the the issues no I would say would that you say it, that it helped fuel I mean it fueled okay. the anxiousness yes but the 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 bigger cause was like postpartum depression and just my body was just there was a chemical imbalance okay just there was a chemical imbalance from having a baby and just from you know life so him not understanding that with that chemical imbalance and with me needing that additional support, yes, it made things worse. But the with me saying, like, the moral of my story is that I'm okay is that, like I said, we talked about earlier, that if you can survive 100%, you have survived 100% of your worst days. So that day was a, like, horrible, I just knew I was going to die day yeah. because I left that medication. And if I could survive that then I have to be okay with the fact that if I'm no longer on those medications and I'm not experiencing that daily, I have to be okay with the fact that I'm not in that relationship. Yes, I desire to be married and I still desire to be married. And But when it's, when it's time for it to happen, it'll happen. it'll happen. So ultimately, like, I'm just, I'm okay. And how does that feel, though, to have gone through an engagement and to not walk down the aisle. Because I'm sure some listeners out there are like, what? Well, I mean, initially it feels horrible because I was like missing homecoming so that I can go look at venues. And I'm out here, it's embarrassing yeah. because you once you tell people and mm-hmm. they're all they're all amped up for it and everybody's mm-hmm. excited and then... It's not like a you send out an announcement. Later. You can't send out an announcement. I always, when I'm not engaged anymore, like you send right. out the, uh, A year else. later, you like, JK, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not getting married. And people ask questions. Yeah. Um, whether it's people that know you are on social media and they want to, they're looking like, what happened? You don't really want to talk about it. But it, it kind of is once you get to a place where I have to know that, like, God has something better for me, like, has a, I could be in a better situation or 
if I had gotten married, what would my life really be like now mm. that you know that person or how they are? It's like, like we said earlier, the other crystal, I think like you dodge a bullet. Once yeah. you get to that point and you're like, this would have been a horrible marriage. Yeah. Like, horrible. And, and you probably would have stayed in it longer than you needed to. Right. Trying to work it out because yes. that's what we do. And then or especially keep with kids, yeah. keep like, and kids. I can, I can work. No, if you, if it's, if it doesn't feel good and it's not serving you and it's like in that season, what I needed for, from him was to support me through my mental health issues, yeah. like to just love me through that and support me through that. And then that, and that's not what happened. Right. So if somebody's not giving you all of those things and pouring into you, then it's definitely okay. If yeah. you guys did end up how you were supposed, supposed to. to be or how you thought, you yeah. know, that, but that's what we talked about. We have to be able to, let it go. We crave the certainty, but that control is an illusion. Right. And you, like you said, because say if you had gotten married too, you all maybe would have had more kids. And say if you did go through postpartum depression again, to right. know that I'm signing up for somebody that cannot, won't support me through this. Mm-hmm. I, like, it's like I'm walking into a fire and I'm still walking towards it. Right. So sometimes you just say you want to make, they say you want to see God laugh, make plans. Yeah. Because he's like, I got, I got something else for you. But why mm-hmm. do you think as women, why do we embrace the irrationality so often, unlike men? Because we just talked about in that situation, you made the, so. Did you make the decision to say I'm not going to do this, or did he? Or was I, kinda... I made the decision to say that I didn't want to do this because of some actions that happened, you know, later on down the line right. after this specific event. But I made the decision to like walk away from it because it it just made no. It didn't make sense Sister anymore. Lord, yeah. It was just like you. The first time, like, what is it they say? The first time, shame on me. me second time, shame on yes. you. Third time. I wanted you to do that to me the third time. I asked for it. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt. Like, yeah. at this point, I want you to mistreat me. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go. Yeah, I Because you're just here. gonna keep doing it. And maybe it's not the exact same thing. You know your worth and your value. Yeah. So, you got, you know, hit with something that made you think, like, no, this this isn't for me. Right. I don't know? deserve this. I don't deserve this. I can't but why do women, out. why do we sit in situations sometimes we don't deserve and men don't? For example, we are, everybody knows most times, cheat on a man, he out first time. Yeah, he gone. We get something happen to us, we stay in it. We I think hopeful. a lot of times it's also how we're raised, hopeful. too. Yeah. You know, men are raised, they're raised with a different level of confidence in a number of areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have so much confidence in sex, for one, which they're not even that great at. Right. But they have so much confidence in that area because they are taught to express themselves in that way. They are taught to experience and to explore that and all those different things as we're taught to kind of like, you know, keep that down mm. to be better. Oh, close your legs, do this. Oh, be more like this. And you know, cause this is going to make you more like a, you know, like a wife. This is going to yeah. make you more of this or that. We're taught certain things. We're taught different things and that's yeah. just what it is. So a lot of times, I, which it still makes no sense how a lot of men could just be like, oh wait, you had sex with somebody after they done had sex with fifteen people, yeah. probably at your job. Yeah, and you, <laughs> and you done stuck around, but you had sex with one person, and you know when you was out in Mexico, and, and now, now you were home. Like, your supervisor yeah, was man. on the list. Yeah, <laughs> and now I'm a hoe. And now I'm a hoe. Now you done with me. Now you know. But I think it's like we'll stick around. We're taught to like kind of be more of the constants. We're taught to be the ones that are you know try to make things work and try to pick up the pieces and try to stay around 
around and you know, well, maybe he's just you know doing whatever. He's just being a man. Right. He's exactly right. Be boys. Well, yeah, boys. A good boys. example of that, and not to get off topic, but Ti, I know y'all heard about Girl, the yeah, yeah, yeah. with yeah. his daughter. He goes to the OBGYN appointments with her, but he did the red table talk. What he doing for his son? Exactly. I said you sit your son down. Talk about that. No. Right. The expectations that your it's son is your son out here fucking who your son fucking other seventeen year old. So Yeah. You're, you're not looking at it the same right. way. Exactly. You know? Right. And that's why I think it's just I think it's also it starts kinda there. And then from and then depending on as a woman what kind of relationships and interactions with men that you've had where some of the other ones, you know, where they where you, maybe you do take a more submissive role in a relationship and then that person abuses, you know, there's a difference between like, you know, actual masculine, divine masculine energy and toxic masculine right. energy. Where you're, you know, using that to be very controlling or for you to just like pick apart everything about me instead of really building me up and giving me the environment and the space to be my best self and be the best woman that I can be and the best partner that I can be you know it's just I don't I know agree. I think it's just something weird about that it's something weird where people don't know how to master the balance between the ma- divine masculine and di- divine feminine energy I they don't men, the I think men have more options than women obviously yeah. because um to, to me men are <laughs> even sexually because they, they can go around they can charm a girl they can buy a dinner you know and not to say all girls, but you know, we're vulnerable sometimes for affection and love and attention. Yeah. So I think some women make it easy yeah. for men. And so if I'm the girlfriend and me and you into it, most men have options where they can go and call this chick and yeah. it's going to be easier with her. So I think men have more options and yeah. it's easier for them to find somebody that will settle you know, and or not require us much. strong women, you know, it's hard for us to find that guy that meets all of the check marks that we want because men got too many options. Why would you want to settle for yeah. one when you can have this cake, this pie, this ice cream? When you can have more than one. And you can have more than one. But I think it also does go back to like self-worth because even when you were saying that if like if you're in the midst of a situation like that and you feel like that's maybe what you deserve or you just have never been in a situation where you've seen somebody else bring more than what you what right. that person is bringing what you're getting then, right then at this point you know it's like well if I leave then I may not find somebody mm-hmm. like that because yep. then we're also going settling yeah exactly but you know because you feel like you're that's what you're worth that's all yeah. settling is about, about worth. worth I remember you know? when I I left the um, dorms at college and I got my apartment. Different guys that I would date would always want to come back to my apartment. And I'm like, no, let's just go to the movies or let's meet at Chili's or, you know, somewhere. And I remember this one guy stopped talking to me because I would not invite him to my apartment. But for me, well, (laughs) a lot of, well, I shouldn't say a lot of, but there are situations Especially nowadays where people watch Netflix, you know, they chill at the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I was taught that your home is your safe haven. Yeah. Everybody yeah. don't need to be in your personal yeah. space. Yeah. So if I'm dating you and I don't really know you, you right. know, let me get to know you first. Before I let, let you me in my take, home. Yeah, before yeah. I let you in my home. But it's all about that. It goes back to that settling words what settling. women allow. Because women do allow. And I know I've been guilty of, you know, first time hanging out. We at each other's houses. Mm-mm. As you get older, wiser, smarter, and it all is going on in the world. No, you can't come Everybody across Everybody don't get show. that privilege. Don't. But that's what right. I'm saying. If I'm making it hard for him, he can call, you know, Susie Q. Keisha Thomas. Yeah. 
Shout out to Keisha Thomas. And, you know, come over to her house. She cooking a dinner. They watching Netflix, you know. I had a friend tell me she went to a potluck. This girl had a crush on the guy through the potluck. This bitch, bro, she brought a whole ham. Said that man did not give a damn about that ham. He didn't eat pork. Did the right side. <laughs> my friend said, bitch, I brought some gum to that potluck. Hello. He was all over me. He brought, brought all in my face. Yeah. That I brought that the peppermint. That, you that in my face. Right. Said this I feel like half the time when you not pressed, that is when you meet the ones that, yeah. you, know, that you need to. Because you when you're, it's, and, and not even to be like, you know, because it's not even ne- something negative to, on the women that are like that. Right. Because not all women are very vulnerable in this yeah. one to be like that in relationships. I'm not that woman. Right. So it takes me now, I'm at the point where I'm open to love. So I'm open to the fact that maybe you could hurt me, maybe you couldn't. Right. You know, whatever, you're human, you're probably going to hurt me and right. not mean to. You got to determine now. Yeah, ex- exactly. Now I know it's like, okay, no, you don't deserve to experience that exactly. side of me. You know what I'm saying? It's like giving enough. Right, you, it's a difference, but I think it to also. Get no go. <laughs> but I think as also it comes to a point where once you start to like see yourself and see how awesome you are, how much yeah. good shit you bring to the table, well, the and queen how you time, are, exactly, the queen you are, and you start to see that worthiness. But also, you feel like in relationships, you'll feel like, oh my god, that relationship was so great. And then one day I had a look back, I was like, nigga, that was me. Yeah, I was feeling myself. Yeah, that was me. Let's be clear. Like I had that one relationship. Hold up. Wait, I thought he was so great. I, th- I thought he was so good. No, it this was me. Was just, I was being a great. It was me. Was... But wait, you said something that stuck with me. What? It wasn't the video when you was doing all of this, but it was another video. It was your birthday love video. Yeah. When you said you hear people, and it's off topic, but it's on topic. When you were like, you hear people say, women can't get along. Yeah. Women, you know, cutthroat. It's always something. Or caddy. And, and caddy. You was like, I don't know them bitches. Yeah. All my friends got my back. You yeah. know, my friends are supportive. They're encouraging. I feel like as women, we need to be each other's accountability. Partners. Accountability. Mm-hmm. And I need to be the jewels that sparkle in your crown. You but know? you also, I agree with that. But you also have to understand, as we all know, because we've all had our peaks and valleys with relationships, a person has to be willing to receive that. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. You know, true. And they, if they aren't in that space, because I mean, I would say even five years ago, I wasn't in the space I'm in now. So had you come, a lot of times I could, a person can come and tell you everything you're doing wrong. And you know, yeah. they're telling you the truth. And you're like, I hear you, but I'm still about to go over but there. But your friends bullshit. don't consistently right. tell you, because I got yeah. friends now that's married, going through divorces, got issues, boyfriends. If you like them, I love them. Yeah. If you, don't, if you want to do the pop-up, I'm the queen of pop-ups. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes we need that encouragement from one another. Girl, yeah. you don't get But I think it's because he ain't the only one that's going to yeah. love you. Yeah. you know? So I think that's a great having resource. That having yeah. that sisterhood. Having that sisterhood. And have it, but it has to be healthy people around you, too. Yeah. You can't just yes. be just anybody. It has to be people that are also doing the work with them with themselves. Because mm-hmm. if not, you're going to have people and be like, mm, you should hate that niggas ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Be like, you know what, sis? What'd you learn from it? Okay, right. how'd you grow? How'd you yeah. How your heart feeling today? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. You know, oh, it's like yeah, some niggas ain't shit. However, right, exactly right. We gonna move on from but them. we, but that means that's just that means we just getting a little or closer. Or when they meet somebody else, exactly. That's what we, we get when they meet somebody it. else that shows similar patterns. It's like mm, nah, sis, I don't know. You remember we, last time? Yeah, you what you said X, Y, and Z, or yeah, you know, a little bit more information because I got I got a friend that I don't know. She keep going through these patterns, and it's like. What you learned from the last one? Right. What What are we going to do differently with him? Or did you attempt to ask him this? Because remember, you didn't ask the last one. Then you found out this. So, right. Yeah. Right. 
You have to be clear, but I think that that's definitely a resource. And when this goes right to a great question I was sitting here thinking of, you know, how can we prepare to be okay? Like for, for example, um, if you, if you know what is to come, like you have to, you know, I'm about to have to break up with said partner. I know I'm going to have to get out this situation. I know I got to end this engagement. I know that, you know, I have to walk away from a toxic situation. What can people do to prepare yourself to work through it? And come out on the other side of it healed. And knowing I think, your self-worth. It okay. goes back to knowing your self-worth. Lizzo, he don't want you. Flip your hair, check your nails, get your bag and say deuces. if he don't want you, somebody else will. Love is a beautiful thing. It, it just don't stop with one person. It don't. I got an aunt that passed away last year. And she was married. My uncle, and this was the wedding I told you I was going to St. Louis home. Yeah. He... Recently got married. Hell, he already married. They having a reception this weekend. And so my family was like blinking. Like, okay, well, I, I just died, you know. But life goes on. And I'm not here to judge, you know. He's up in age. Maybe he's lonely. Maybe he felt, you know, a vibe with somebody that he clicked with. Love is a beautiful thing. It don't just stop once a relationship ends. Somebody leaves. Someone dies. It continues on. You got one life to live. Ain't nobody gonna live it for you. Can't nobody stop your tears. Can't nobody stop your anger, your depression, your sadness, your guilt, your hurt. Only you can heal and work on those things and move forward. But life does not stop. If one person stops loving you, it don't mean that somebody else won't. I agree. If one person stops loving you, it does not mean that somebody else won't. And I think that more people have to be willing to recognize that. They have to be willing Mm -hmm. to know that. Self-worth. Self-worth. That's like the key. You are a jewel, you know. It is. One man's junk is another man's treasure. And then just continue to work on yourself because there are things that we've dealt with outside of, um, you know, relationships and stuff that, you know, maybe in our childhoods or whatever, where we need to continue to um, heal those things because it is going to affect us in our relationship. And so just, you know, having, like you said earlier, like self-awareness, like being able to, you know, identify when some things are popping up that are like a little negative and that may hold you back from being able to be present in a relationship with another person. Mm -hmm. Um, but just kind of doing that work, I'm really like choosing to see, to face all the parts of yourself. That's the key. Because how do you expect someone, see like, and and this is what made me think of when you were talking earlier and you were saying like, (laughs) when you were saying about having like the postpartum and have to, having to work through the postpartum depression and anxiety and okay, this person's not going to help me because clearly he's showing me that he's not going to be able to work through it. But it's like, but that's a part of me too. Yeah. Yeah, It may not be a part of me long term, Term, but it's it's a a part part of of me me right now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you don't love those parts of yourself, if you're not showing love and light to those areas of yourself, then, you know, you, you can't like, you can want people and have a standard for people to love you in totality. But at the same time, you have to really like exhibit those things. You have to really embody the changes in the things that you're making like right. I, and it that was one thing one point i wanted to make about closure when we were talking about it earlier but it was like closure is not necessarily like something that you achieve i think this is a state of embodiment like it's mm. a state of being mm-hmm. that's a something that you get because you yes. get to that point where you're like okay this relationship wasn't just about him this relationship was about me, me right and my relationship and with myself, myself. Yes. my relationship with myself my and you future. learn that exactly mm-hmm. you learn that after a while once all the dust settles and all the you know the very clear things of what who did what wrong and this yep. and that you see like okay this is actually about me and yes me. that embodiment <laughs> i love that yeah. now i'll just to piggyback off of that like as far as doing the work and knowing like being self-aware i think that is very important like if when we're in school we read books we listen to sermons 
we listen to our favorite songs. We just have to do that like every day. Every because day. Because there's like a million negative things that fall mm-hmm. on us and especially in our relationships that we have to just pour that positivity in us. Mm-hmm. Whether it's listening to podcasts like yeah. this or other podcasts and just starting a book club or reading these different books just every day being intentional about being intentional pouring if if it's praying for our relationship mm-hmm. or our future relationship pouring into ourselves mm-hmm. feeding our mind all of that good stuff education is continuous it right just stop. Yep. in every it's area of our thing. life we just have to do that every day all day and positivity yeah. positive friends people like shana <laughs> Just positivity. Sometimes, you know, if if you can't be the person to lift yourself up, you need to have people in your corner that not only would jump out the bushes with you, because I know I keep joking about that, but if any (laughs) of my friends were to call me with true life situations needing advice, I'm going to give them sound, lovable, sincere advice because I want everybody connected to me to win. So, Mm -hmm. I do a lot of joking, but it's very important to have a positive circle. Absolutely. You always need that uplifting and that support. Everybody needs that. Because there are those days where you're not going to be. You can can have your routines and your self-care and the this and the that. You can be this and that. And there are days when you can't do it yourself. There are days when you just can't find it and you just get lost in that darkness and you can't find your own light and it takes you a minute. And so you need those help. people to be like, okay, let me just, let me hold space for you for a second. Let right. me give you a yes. chance so to just feel. True. Mental it's, health is it real. Is. And and it, I'll go ahead. Just fine. speaking from <laughs> my little background, um, mental health, mental health is real. And we all have mental health. Everybody deals with depression, anxiety, emotion, sadness, grief. Like we all have it. Some people can manage theirs best than others and some have a higher peak of yeah, whatever the emotion is but we all bandwidth. have it mm-hmm. um just like she spoke on postpartum that was real mm-hmm. me having my son i had postpartum and i had feelings emotions and i could tell it was a, a chemical um imbalance, imbalance that was going on because I, I couldn't get it together and so with me going through that, I know stuff is real. I know moods, aggression, anxiety. Like, I know all of that is real. But it can be maintained. You can get through it. You can get past it, whether if it's encouragement, support, medication. I know a lot of times people shy away from medication because they want to say, oh, that's for crazy folks. Or they don't want to go to counseling. Or everybody, they don't want to talk about it. Everybody's healing looks different. You get Every, Everybody's perspective, perspective is different. Yeah. But there are ways to treat stuff you don't have to suffer with it and there's always an end to everything there's always a a a end result hopefully a positive result but you will get through it yes and one thing that dr jane said um where we have to like some people stand in the gap for us when we're going through because maybe we just can't get it together that day and we just have to be mindful of giving ourselves grace on those days with whatever relationship that we're in with ourselves with others we have to give us give ourselves that grace but we also have to give ourselves us a look 24 hours i'm gonna sit in this mess because i can't get out of it in a couple hours i'm gonna sit in it for 24 hours or however long and then you gotta do the work to get out of it because like last month with something i was doing with business i sat in that mess for 20 days and was not productive yeah and it's like then you come out of it it's like woe is me 
But since you sat in it too long, so we're going to give you a little time to sit in it, give yourself some grace while you're in it, and then do the work to get out yeah, of it. So that on. makes me think if you depressed, if you emotional, if you hurt, allow yourself a little bit of time to grieve it. If yeah. you've lost somebody, you gotta you go rather through. if it's a relationship, you feel like you've lost yourself in a relationship, mm-hmm. whatever the underlying issue is, give yourself a course of time to grieve it, cry about it, pout about it, Absolutely. but give yourself a time limit. So if yeah. you need to yeah. pout about it over the weekend, put your pajamas on, get your ice cream, watch some Oprah reruns, do whatever you need to do. Yeah. But come time when they tick off, when they end in time that you set ended, you need to get up, get yeah. in the mirror, put your mascara on, and put your on. good push-up bra on, <laughs> your good pumps. You know, when you wear heels, it give you a different walk. It does. You know, <laughs> get your hair done. Get your hair done. Your nails did. You know, do what do whatever's gonna make you feel like the new brand you. And just know that you know life life is precious. Life goes on. Yeah. You know, and and it's good. You just gotta find the good and what's to come. And you gotta find out what your healing looks like. And it's all the yeah. things that we've talked about. You know, that self worth. That self-value, being able to evaluate, do the work every day, be intentional. I'm really big on how I start my day, especially Mm -hmm. with me working from home, whether it be music or a podcast or YouTube or prayer or whatever it is. It may be because it may change from day to day, but it's Mm -hmm. things that keep you in place. And also the sisterhood you talked about, because there's been days where like Crystal might even send me a text or I just might get a random text from somebody telling me that they thought about me. And it's like, who I need to hear this today because my job was kicking my ass and I might have been feeling inadequate that day. Like, damn, am I doing a good job here? And then you have somebody give you that kind of message and it push you forth like, okay, I am safe in this space. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to be able to recognize that all of those things, all of those resources go into letting you know that no matter what happens, you will be okay. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to the closing. So thank you all. Give yourselves a round of applause. <laughs> thank you all for coming on the podcast. Shut up. Your opinions are always valued and appreciated, and we'll be right back with the Montana Minute. And now this brings us to the Montana Minute. The first thing, do the work to learn what you are worth to yourself, to know your value, and to respect yourself enough to not sign up for toxic situations. But if you do, be able to walk away. The next thing, women sometimes get hung up on closure, but don't let that be you. If it didn't work, come to your own terms with it and no one else's. And the last thing, trust. You have made it through 100% of your worst days and at the end of the day, you will absolutely be okay. And so now that brings us to the question as always, to be single or not to be. Signing off, yours truly, Shanna Montana.